Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's BudPod116. One, sweet 116. I was just thinking Sweet 116. Um... Did you ever watch Sweet 16 on MTV, that MTV show? Oh. Maybe, we, did we talk about this at episode 16? Oh, maybe we did. Oh, it made us furious, that show. Who's us? You're like your family. Just the, commu- <laughs> made a, the community. The community, society <laughs> at large. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just very, very rich uh, families just destroying their children's sense of the world like yeah completely complete the most irresponsible parenting i've ever seen on television in its in its own way as devastating as the truman show oh yeah happy birthday honey it's your 16th birthday so here's a bugatti veyron <laughs> every 16 year old should have a bugatti veyron you know, and was... they go, oh, it's the wrong color. <laughs> and you just think, these these kids aren't going to make it. They aren't going to make you it. You know what always I find weird about it? The dads were always like, well, not always, but by and large, it was the dad spending all the money, right? Yeah. The dad sold landmines or something evil, you know. They were completely detached emotionally. They, they it, it, Whenever they appeared on camera, it was like they could barely remember their, their children's names. <laughs> They just seem completely out of it, just sort of dazed by business. Yeah. And, like, their minds were completely elsewhere. Yeah. This... And any time the children started screaming, they'd just be like, okay, honey, and they just throw another 10 grand or whatever at it. Yeah. The only thing they know is how to make tremendous amounts of money. And beyond that, they're just like, ah, uh, uh. And that's what I found funny is that these guys who are, like, stock market, you know, sharks, like clever savvy business types were just completely um at the whims of this insane willy wonka child <laughs> yeah yeah she was the veruca every every child in that in this mtv sweet 16 was veruca from charlie and the chocolate Factory. <laughs> it would always be like the dad would be like a stockbroker or because it's america like the tile man yeah. who just sells tiles <laughs> yeah. in Tennessee, but yeah. because it's such a fucking big country, they're multi-millionaire. Yeah, the 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 toilet seat king of Nebraska. <laughs> it's a good show, though. Sweet Sixteen. Shit, they don't make TV like that anymore. It's just Kardashians now. We used to have yeah. all all that insane. Reality television has been consolidated into one manageable, manageable <laughs> like family reality empire, and it's the Kardashians. Gone are the mind power, separated out reality TV violations of um, of human decency. We yeah. it used to be like every separate show was its own thing. I like um, I like the idea of an old. An old man with a craggly face and, and dungarees in a kind of dust bowl American town saying, well, time was we had uh, four or five different disgusting families in this town. <laughs> oh, and it made us rich. And he's all nostalgic. Well, that was before the yeah. Kardashians swept into town and bought everybody out. Time was you go in the back, uh, start shoveling, and eventually... Y- You'd you'd strike family, <laughs> and it'd just come, they'd just come shooting out of the ground, and you go, well, God, God damn, and you call the Derek man in, and you put in a Derek, and then pipe out the family into the TVs, and well, that'll be you and yours set for 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 your life. Time, time was a man could feed his entire family by overfeeding one member of his family, get him nice and fat. And- Get a documentary made about him. <laughs> I used to feed my whole family by feeding a member of my family. Whereas the genius of the Kardashians is that they have an overweight one. <laughs> but they also have the, the super rich ones. They have the thin ones. It's a one 
it's a one family fit, a one stop shop yeah. for all your reality gawking needs. Mega Mart. And that's the genius of the, the Kardashians. Yeah. They've, they've got a. It's the, they're the Walmart of reality TV. <laughs> you don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's got America's Next Top Model in, Ken, in Kendall Jenner. Mm-hmm. It's got um, Instagram shit. The Biggest Loser in the, the big one. I mean, she's not by normal standards big, but by the Kardashians, I guess. Yeah, but they, they, and they then, get you hooked on their, the way they look, and then she seems big because they keep telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brainwashing. Uh, you got you got pop stars in there. You got Kanye West in there sometimes, or at least referenced. Yeah, there's MTV Cribs in there because you see the houses. Yes, 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 uh, yes. It's genius. Very clever. Yeah, they're, very clever. They're they're the 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 Ford company basically. Yeah, well, we live in an age the of Henry of, Ford of reality TV. Yeah, we live in an age of monopolies. <laughs> yeah, Facebook <laughs> and YouTube and Google and. Um, the Kardashians and uh, the train systems in the UK and PayPal. Yeah. And everyone has to use fucking yeah. WhatsApp, social media. Yeah, it's an age of monopolies. It's like the 1890s again, where just like a guy called like Vanderbilt owned every train. Mm-hmm. 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 We got to, you know what? I'll say it. We need a presidential commission to break up the Kardashians. Well, I mean, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah we what what were the what were the the laws that broke up the the old industries of steel and all it was that? it was called? it was the roosevelt Reefold? it was it was yeah the, teddy roosevelt the trust buster is his nickname the trust yeah 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 i mean they're talking about doing that for for facebook now they gotta do it they gotta just They've break gotta it up it. into racist facebook crystal facebook party facebook crystal facebook Oh, as in like hippie Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal's Facebook, racist Facebook, party invitation Facebook, um, attention the seeking birthday, rant. birthday reminder division. Birthday the only, div- re- the only relevant one. Birthday division. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Wachowski, birthday division. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, break up the Kardashians um, into into smaller subsidiary Kardashians. Yeah, and then they have to compete, and they have to be made public. <laughs> yeah. We can all buy a Kardashian. <laughs> we can all get together and buy a Kardashian. Invest in a in a Kardashian. Yeah, a car in every driveway and a Kardashian in every pot. <laughs> uh, Pot of investment, of course. An investment pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me and everyone else in the neighborhood formed a syndicate and we bought ourselves a Kardashian. <laughs> like a big tractor. Speaking of reality, last night, you and I had our first dose of the old reality. We were, we were at the Soho Theatre in London in person. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Sunday night, I did a little half an hour before you, Phil. You did your hour to get ready for the Palladium on the 12th. That's right. Is it? That's right. And on 12th of June is Palladium, that's yes. That's right. And then last night, Monday the 24th of May, 2021, I did my first night of my Soho show. The first hour show I've done since August 2019. Wow, that's nuts, isn't it? Crazy. It was good. Didn't see the rust on you. It was great. Yeah, you smashed it. <laughs> good night. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. It was just Phil there. It was just me. I bought all the tickets <laughs> as a power move. Yeah, yeah. I came on stage and every empty seat was covered in rose petals and it was just Phil. <laughs> <laughs> With a knowing smile on his face lit by a single candle on a cupcake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. No, it was good fun. I was, I, was a, I was pleased with how it went. It just felt weird to be doing it again. We're back, baby. There are a few uh, pod buds in. There were some pod nice. buds in. Thank you, pod buds, uh, for coming in. You gave us a nice cheer. Um, I don't know if you. I don't know if the pod buds knew that you were there. You were. You were like. I don't. You were. I like, don't think so. I was incognito in in my mask. Yeah, I mean, everyone was in a mask. You were like uh, Alfred in Batman. What? Well, I'm just keeping the car running. No, no, no! Like at the end when they're in that cafe. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Well, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I was ba- Alfred, and you were Batman. I yeah, s- I think I'd be Batman. Yeah, because I saw I'm, you and I didn't tell anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you just had a little espresso and winked. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's rude, isn't it? The end of uh, The Dark Knight Rises. After all their time together, he just gives him like a... Like that sort of... That smile you give to someone in in a building where you work or something, but you don't know each other. You just give this sort of... (laughs) That's a flat <laughs> smile and the upwards tilt of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, don't worry about it, Batman. It's only the guy who raised you. <laughs> the mm. fuck is wrong with you, Batman? Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but yes, that's that's all this week, Podbuds. And there are still tickets for the extra date. 7th, 8th, 9th of June. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like a, like a pickup artist... Pierre has got some extra dates. <laughs> like, a, like he's just finished the game. Pierre's got himself some extra dates. Like a prosperous Middle Eastern farmer. <laughs> After a good rainy season, I've got some extra dates. <laughs> like a shit calendar. <laughs> I've got some extra dates. Um, uh, I think those are all the dates. It was good to be back at the Soho Theatre. Yeah. I, I realised, I think I hadn't seen a show there since 2019. Probably not, right? I mean, it's yeah. all been, it's all, everything's been dead. Everything's been destroyed. And it was funny. So I found it a little, I'm not all that sentimental, I guess. I don't miss, I'm, I don't miss things. I'm very much like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. If, if, if something's just taken away, in its absence, I don't miss it. I sort of feel I almost don't have object permanence in that sense. I sort yeah. of forget it ever existed. But when I'm reintroduced to it, I realize I missed it. So when yeah. I was back there, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. This was nice. This used to be so nice. Like saying hi to the staff. Like, oh, it's good to see you again. It's been so long and all that. Then I was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. And I think that's. I think I'm lucky. I think that's a kind of a best of all worlds where I don't suffer in the absence of things I value, but when I return to them, I appreciate that I did miss them on some level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, I have a very similar thing. Where you, it's almost like you realize you were you were missing it without realizing. Yeah. But you only yeah. realize that when the missing is over. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that because right. we're... Are we robots? Are we robot people? Are we not passionate people, Phil? I feel like it's... I think like living in different in different places like you 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 don't see people who you're ostensibly close to for long periods of time be that members of extended family or like I remember for a long time my mother was studying in the UK so just for ages she wasn't with us yeah and 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 that that became normal and you you made friends who you then left yes that's true yeah and made new friends so I think you just kind of learn to compartmentalize maybe yeah you can't um you you get a bit Im- immune to wistfulness. That's it. You get va- yeah. You become you, you get a wist you get a a, a wist vaccine. <laughs> become a ruthless international boy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably right because I'm I was just thinking of all the most like wistful, nostalgic people I know, and they're all very much. Almost all of them are are from you know one place or. or yeah, are yeah, very exactly. rooted in a place. That's it. That's it. Yes, very good. Yes, I think that's. Yeah. I I like that theory, and I will steal it and say it. Like I have people, I have friends who are like, you know, who grew up in a specific place in the UK, and they're like, I need to see my, I need to see my parents, I need <laughs> to see them, and I'm like, oh yeah, I I miss my parents, but I can't see them, so so uh, yeah, that's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I find it strange that people can't just go. Oh yeah, so that's that. I don't have the option, and you you deal with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I had that. Um, I think you're better at that than I am. But I I got a lot better at it in the first lockdown, where I just had to sort of watch, uh, contentedly as God's big finger came down and flicked away everything. <laughs> <laughs> just going boink, doink boink boink. Just all like uh, Melbourne doink. Comedy Festival and that thing we were going to do. You and I. Yeah. Just doink, 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 and you go, all right, well, uh, God's big fingers come, so I guess we just wait till he gets bored and leaves. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's healthy, though. I think it's something that people work at if they don't have it. That's true. Yeah. Do you know, um... That's true. There's also a certain type of person, and they... There's a certain type of person who can't deal with 
disappointment or who can't deal yeah. with not having that ideal situation all the time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, they sort of they feel the anguish all the time, even though they know that there's it's there's no use in that. There's nothing to be done. There's no, yeah, exactly. When there's nothing to be done, you just go, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a skill, though, to turn off the anguish part of your mind when you need to... It's acceptance. Is that what we're talking about? Turn off the anguish, boys! (laughs) Shut her down! (laughs) Is that acceptance? Are we we talking about practicing mindful acceptance? Is that what this is? I think we might be. I think we are talking about acceptance. Uh, Yeah. I was trying to tell people to practice acceptance. I've I've done it in stand-up, but it sounds a lot like... Just allow injustice to happen. And it's quite <laughs> difficult to separate the two things, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's harder because it's the exact opposite of the message of all social media. Yeah, right now, which is to resist! Resist! Yeah, I like the, I like the resistance. The thing with mindfulness is, like, resistance can usually make things worse. <laughs> so, yeah, you need to know when to practice acceptance. I uh, I like the I like the Donald Trump resistance thing. The idea that at some point we're all going to w- dress like French revolutionaries and just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did all the talk of resisting Donald Trump end up? An election that he lost. Yeah. Oh, you mean that like like was always going to happen? An election like <laughs> that was always going to that was scheduled to happen. Yeah, and all the people who talked about resisting the most didn't want to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> that's true exactly they, they wanted to resist Donald Trump in every single way except the way that got rid of him except the one feasible way <laughs> of getting rid of him <laughs> of resisting him in the most meaningful way yeah if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, I was going to say, have you, uh, uh, this is just something that, um, have you ever done this thing where you, 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 you just keep watching a show even though you don't like it? Huh... No, no. I mean, I've watched shows where I'm like, I could take or leave this, but fundamentally, it's getting me going. Um, But no, if if I think something's crap, I just I don't watch it. There's no time. I think I, I I don't know if I think it's crap. That's it. I I I got very far with Gotham. Yeah, yeah. That's that's because I that is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I, but you, as big a Batman fan as I am, even I could not finish Gotham. <laughs> there's only, there's only so far you can tolerate every episode being yet another fucking origin story where a, a guy called Harry question mark goes, riddle, riddles, <laughs> eh? Oh, and he picks up a book of riddles. Go, oh, I've never even. Wow, these are great. And you go, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. He's the Riddler. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 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 Or like, uh, 
a, a little kid at the zoo looking at the penguins and stroking his chin. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, Gotham was essentially like Batman babies, and <laughs> I, no one wants that. No one wants to watch that. <laughs> and it was so like campy, and it was like in moments of it, it was like, no, you're supposed to be really afraid of this person. And I was like, but he's like a. He's like, a, there's like just such strong drama student vibes from everyone in the cast. Yeah, yeah. So you, you did watch some then? Oh, I watched some. I had the same thing with Gotham. I'm having it at the moment with the, with on, on Netflix, The Punisher. Oh, yeah. I didn't even try that. I watched, oh. I watched all the, I watched all the Daredevil, which is really good. And the first series of um, Jessica Jones, which I think is the best. The first series of Jessica Jones is fantastic. Is it? It's so good. I think it's the I think it's the best Marvel series. I've not seen many, but I think Jessica Jones season one is fantastic. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe I'll give that Punisher, a go. Punisher, I never tried. I didn't try Punisher. Because the Punisher, Phil, I can't emphasize this enough. In in every episode, each episode is an hour long. And it, I, what feels... Oof. Huh? Oof, I said. Oof. Oh, yeah. Each episode is an hour long. It's a Netflix series. But half an hour of each episode... I think at least half an hour of every hour is just wife dead wife flashbacks. Yeah. Endless like <laughs> you know how the equivalent in Batman is his parents being shot in front of him. Yep, every single time. Yeah. Every single movie. Like it's it's just it's just the opening credits now essentially. <laughs> Do you think in thousands of years people will be like, well in a traditional Batman um the the start is the <laughs> ritual killing of the parents. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a time where audiences would uh, go and buy food or, or, or go for a piss. It morphed into a break, which is why in the breaks, in our holographic movies, there's always two people dressed for the opera being shot in an alleyway. That's where that's from. <laughs> Isn't that interesting, kids? Um, so The Punisher, though, it's every episode. It's like, in, it's, it's like if the mugging happened in every episode of Gotham. Right. You'll start a new episode right. of The Punisher and, and they've got a, a slightly fuzzy filter on the lens and The Punisher, a horrible man, like an awful, cruel, murderous man, is sort of going, hey, baby, I love you, and kind of waltzing with a woman in a wedding dress who <laughs> seems to be glowing. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time there's a... These, these superhero things where there's a gruff... <laughs> gruff anti-hero male lead the flashbacks to their wives are like there's no way they were married the the daintiest <laughs> loveliest satin clad yes yes blonde disney princess was was out with all right uh, yeah i'm gonna fucking uh, kill you i'm gonna kill all of you murders mcgruff it, it, Murders McGrath. It happens in it. It's in fucking. Um, what's the other one? The The Boys as well on Amazon, which is a great show. But even in yeah. that, the main fucking. His his wife is also like. It's like they. Where do they meet? Where do they even meet? Was she his counsel? Was she was she his social worker? Like how do they meet? But they always. They always describe the wife as being like feisty and like, oh, she could keep up with me. But in the flashback, she's just going, oh, like sort of <laughs> baking cookies yeah. and smiling and hugging and kissing. And, and he's like, Hur, and just spending, f spending forever under the duvet, just spending forever <laughs> smiling under the duvet, smiling under the duvet in blaring sunlight. So bright. It's so bright that the sunlight has gotten through. What? How many togs is that duvet like? Five in the sunlight just pierce right through it. It is a tog. How hot are these people? Yeah, and they're never sweating, and they're always just like smiling and breathing into each other's mouths. <laughs> but say, like, how fun is it to just smile under a duvet? I I've seen couples in love, and <laughs> the the cornerstone of, of a loving relationship is not. No one ever says, "Oh well, every every week we make sure to spend at least three hours a week smiling under a duvet." <laughs> it kind of yeah, like the sort of pajamas that an angel would wear <laughs> in 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 a bed in heaven, sort of flowy, pure white, <laughs> and only on sunny days. 
yeah, only when it's lovely outside do we stay under the duvet. <laughs> yeah. When it's raining, we go out. I guess. Yeah, we can. Then you can have a flashback to us dressed in the rain, kissing or something. And then that's another nice flashback. But it's 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 always just yeah, floaty floatiness in in bright white light, as if they're already dead. Um, and the trouble is that, that this happens in just every episode of The Punisher. Yeah. He'll 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 trip down some stairs and knock himself out. And you go, here we go. He's unconscious. <laughs> We've got a fucking ten minutes of him chatting to his his dead wife, who keeps sort of saying mysterious things like, "Come home," and stuff. Is it ever pertinent to what he's trying to do? Does she have some information no. that he forgot? No, it's oh. not even like psychic powers. It's literally just, "Remember me from last time." Yeah, I'm the reason you're murdering all these people. I think it's. I think it's almost they're doing it out of worry because he does kill people so horrifically. Right, right, right. Because that's the whole point of Punisher is that it's just... It's like Saw, basically. It's just like gore porn. Yeah, you're not supposed to even like him. But they keep going, oh, shit. Do you think the audience remembers that this is because his wife is dead? And it's like, yeah, we remember. (laughs) Uh, Is it worth it for the horrific uh, kills? Uh, No... mm. I'm I'm hanging on by my fingertips to be honest. Okay. Um there's some there's a couple of there's a couple of things that make it good. There's some absolutely awful performances in it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's 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 weird how like the Mar- Marvel they they you know they've been pretty stringent about quality control across the universe, but they they kind of like seem a little less bothered with some of these series. You yeah. know what I mean? I think so. What's interesting to me about the dialogue and the plotting in The Punisher is that the plotting's pretty good, but the dialogue is like the dialogue is perfect for what it is, and what it is is utterly unexceptional. Like okay, like 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 it's 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 so like exactly the dialogue that you would predict that it is. As in, like. Um, just there to reiterate the character's motives and yeah but and like, like give him a lead as to where the guy he wants to kill is <laughs> like like it's exactly what people who are watching the punisher want i suppose is what i mean like when he meets up with his old army buddy and they go oh, you son of a bitch like that's everything. it's all there <laughs> it's exactly what you would want from the punisher but that that in itself makes it extremely surreal when he meets up with his army buddy is he there first and the army buddy says something off camera (laughs) Um, when he's trying to order a drink is like better make it a double yeah after the things he he's seen and he turns around and he's like good to see you again minch 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 (laughs) what's his name what's the punish his name frank frank you you always did like to drink like a bitch. You're a bitch. Good to see you, you bitch. It's always it's always something to do with what he's ordering. Hey, you, yeah. you still can't drink like a man? Frank Castle, my God. <laughs> and it's these two people with weird haircuts going, rah, 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 at each other. <laughs> and then he drinks too much and passes out. And then we're in for another 15 minutes of dead wife time. It's two people who still have army buzz cuts, even though they haven't been in the army for decades. They just love the haircut, apparently. Yeah, Frank Frank Castle, a man who is on the run forever and refuses to to ever stop looking exactly like himself. <laughs> Wouldn't want to damage the brand. Um, I feel like the Punisher is like episode one is great fun, and then after that you kind of go, eh. is it is it one of those? Yeah, and also like. Um, it's interesting watching it knowing that the Punisher has become this like incredibly toxic symbol in America. Like there's a big thing in the States with like cops having like the Punisher logo a badge on their uniform or on their car. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. Um and sometimes people in the military and stuff where they they're, they're so horny for the character they're like, "Yeah, sometimes you just got to shoot a shoot a guy in the face." Yeah. Like they take exactly the wrong message from it and they they see him as a kind of hero to the point where the people who make the comic books have had to like try and address it. Oh wow, wow. Okay. No, it's yeah. a it's a big sure. problem. So it's interesting to watch a show where you're just constantly having to watch 
a guy who inspires far-right vigilante justice waltzing with his dead wife. <laughs> so you reckon that's why they keep reiterating? Yeah, they keep going, no, 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 it's because of his wife. It's because it's because of his wife. He's not a member of a militia or something. But then all the plot lines, like, like you can tell they were aware of it, and the plot lines are like, no, 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 it's actually it's other people who are even like more horrible in his own team and the government who are he's fighting. So so you shouldn't think, ah, but it doesn't work. I mean, people are still like, yeah, shoot that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can't have their cake and eat it because that is part of the appeal. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, it's... um. I think the entire Punisher series, if you cut out the flashbacks, would just be one episode. Yeah. Someone should do a supercut. <laughs> a supercut of all the dead wife flashbacks and like... <laughs> And, and like, Did you ever play? I was gonna say they, saying, they, they, um, they do the having sex flashbacks, and it's it's just her riding him in a really nice, gentle way. Oh, really? Yeah, as if to be like, no, this is lovely and nice, as opposed to like a dead wife flashback where he's just ra- railing her, going, <laughs> which probably wouldn't work. Yeah, this this guy who gets horny killing people. He's just he just he just likes gentle sex really. He, he's like he likes her to be on top. He's a real starfish. He can set the pace. Yeah. He's a real starfish. He just lies there. <laughs> Did you ever play Max Payne? Oh, Max I Payne I, I watched my friend play Max Payne. They do they do dead wife vigilante stuff. They do it well. Yeah. That's it's really good in Max Payne. It's a it's such a it's such a strong genre. Angry man with dead wife is such a powerful genre. Yeah, I guess it's kind of an ancient one too. I mean, I mean, Pierre. Really, it all goes back to um, shit. It's a Persephone. I... It is the the Greek myth where Hades takes yeah. a, a guy's wife. Yeah, Persephone. Yeah. And he goes down to the underworld to, to get it. It's it's just that there are only five stories. Is that what, is that what Kurt Vonnegut says? There are only five stories. The Punisher is one of those stories. <laughs> man versus God. Man versus himself. Uh, romance, tragedy, Punisher. Uh, smiling on a duvet. Smiling on a duvet wife. <laughs> is that a type of wife now? I want a duvet wife. Yeah, on dating apps now, you say, I'm looking for a, a duvet smiler. I'm looking and, for, yeah, I'm looking for a duvet smiler. A lot of guys these days want a, a, a kissing in the rainer, but I want a duvet smiler. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. At the date, the, the guy brings a, a sample of his duvet fabric and just like places it behind her head just to see how it looks. Yeah, with a, with a ring light. <laughs> trying to get that sunlight effect ah, this is working yes, this lovely. looks good yes very nice i, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. myself flashing back to your death for decades <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think um what do you think our flashbacks would be phil if we if we were murdered by corrupt cia agents rogues if we were murdered well we wouldn't have what flashbacks. if we no but what if we were the wives oh what do you think? I think me would just it, me would be like <clears throat> eating something and then dropping a bit of sauce onto my trousers <laughs> and going, "Why do I always do this?" Because <laughs> I do always do that. It's so annoying. Always the same fucking spots on my trousers. <laughs> drop a bit of sauce, and it's always a day I've got to go somewhere. I've got to look presentable. Yeah, my my flashback would be me swearing at some scrambled eggs. Because they, they won't cook and then they cook all at once and now you've got a lumpy omelette? Yeah, basically, yeah, they're going like, well, the bottom's like an omelette and the top is too soft. <laughs> really brightly lit. Yeah, just all swirly and I'm all dressed in white like a like an angel, like a big white suit. Like a Morgan Freeman. In, in, <laughs> like I'm playing in God Almighty. in a play, yeah. <laughs> going, are these fucking eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had to wake up early this morning. Oh yeah, for a for an important early morning appointment in the city. Ooh, and it was one of those early mornings where you're like, I set an alarm and I brought 
I, I, I exercise very good phone hygiene in my bedroom. My phone doesn't come into the bedroom when I sleep. I charge mm. it outside. Okay. But um, uh, even though it's very bright under the duvet, if you turn it on. <laughs> um, I, but, but this was a morning I was like, I have to wake up. So I said to my sister, wake me up tomorrow. And I put on my alarm, wake me up alarm. And I put on my phone, two alarms, put it on the other side of the room. So I would have to get up and walk over to turn it off. Yeah. Um, and of, of course I just woke up straight away with a, no, of course I woke up an hour before I needed to, cause I needed a bit of a wee. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. You had to do a, a, a completely unimpressive, uh, quite dark wee. A complete journeyman's wee. The kind of wee you'd go, <laughs> I could hold this for an hour and a half if I have to. Like, why was I woken up for this wee? That kind of wee. Yeah, I wouldn't even risk missing a, a tube train if there was another one coming for this wee. Yeah, yeah, this we would not hurry me at all in any other situation. But now that I know I've woken up for it, body, I know you're not going to let me go to sleep until I get rid of it. So then I have to... You've got me. Uh, you got me. And and my body always decides to... It knows when I have to wake up early. And it'll... Like some overeager idiot, it'll wake me up an hour before I have to wake up, which is the worst possible time. Because it's like near yeah. enough the time that you can't really relax into falling asleep again. Yeah, but far enough that it's but far enough that it's stolen a, a, a substantial amount of sleep from you. Yeah, on a day you really needed. It. It's, <gasps> it's fucked up a rhythm. Terrible. It's definitely fucked up a rhythm. Yeah, that's the worst. But it's 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 your mind being so worried. Yeah, isn't it? It's just going like, well, I can't, I can't, I have to wake up, and your body goes, okay, and just does it for you. It is quite impressive that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it's creepy when you like you wake up a minute before you, but yeah, you set your alarm. That's that's pretty fucked up. I find that very odd. I'm not sure how yeah. that occurs. A That's sense, a an internal clock. Um, would you, Phil, like to hear some correspondence? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Ring letters, emails, emails, phone numbers, correspondence. Okay, we have a message from James. James, he's not lames. Not quite right. He knows the games. He knows the games. Uh, he says, hello there, Pierre and Phil. My name's James, and a day one bodpudder. <laughs> My name's James. <laughs> My name's James. I started listening whilst hiking the Casino de Santiago in Spain. Wow, what a what a place. And it's time to start listening to Bud <laughs> After I don't know, it feels f- completely at odds with Outdoors Exercise, this podcast to me. Uh, yeah. So he says, uh, after hoping to find poo fame for many months now, I finally decided to send in my correspondence. Um, on a quick note, I'm from Cambridge, not smart enough to attend, I just live there. And I can confirm yeah. the bloke with the radio attached to his bike still makes laps of the city centre. Oh, does he still? Apparently. God, that radio is like... I I was I always wonder where he got it from. It's like a boombox from nineteen eighty two. It was it was such an old boombox it still had corners. Like sharp corners yeah. and edges, yeah. Yeah. Mad. Um So he says my toilet story uh is named Sphinx Before You Drinks. I like that a lot. Mm. That's excellent. That's like the that's like the name of a Simpsons episode or something. Yes. Um Around Christmas time, two thousand and nine. Mm, my m- yeah, my mum and dad decided to take me. Ten years old at the time. What a young man James is. Ten years old. This, this, so he's he's a millennium boy. 20, he's twenty one. Yeah. Millennium boy, millennium <laughs> boy, take me on a trip to Spain to hike with James. Nice, nice. Thank you. Very Thank good. You. <laughs> Around Christmas 09, my mum and dad decided to take me, about 10 years old at the time, and my sister, away to Luxor in Egypt. Luxor? Mm. I've never even heard of Luxor. It's an, it's a site, it's near all the ancient stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had arranged to live in a local's house, so it wasn't bougie in any manner. Okay, authentic. Mm. Airbnb before Airbnb. Yeah. 
A couple of days into the holiday, a man who worked for the owner of the house asked to take me and my dad out on his boat in the River Nile. Oh, mm. authentic. So authentic. Lovely. Um, we stopped after a short while uh, in our journey on the boat, and he offered us a cup of tea, which we kindly accepted. Mm. Lovely. <laughs> I like that he's, call- <laughs> he's calling his acceptance of the tea kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm kindly accepting. You're welcome for accepting this. Well, time. even at the age of 10, I thought it was strange that he was filling the kettle up with water from the Nile. Oh, no. Which we had seen people throwing rubbish and all other things into. Yep, yep. My dad stared me down and mouthed to me, throw it over the boat. <laughs> That would be a good flashback for your dead wife. Throw it over the boat. <laughs> yeah, she died of shitting herself because <laughs> because uh, she drank Nile tea out of politeness. I never forgive myself. <laughs> so he says, "My dad stared me down and mouthed to me, throw it over the boat.'" <laughs> It's quite right. Funny thing to mouth to a ten-year-old boy. Yeah, throw it over the boat, son. Like, like they're, like they're in the Last of Us. <laughs> this responsibility that's too great for such young shoulders. Yeah, he has to learn. He has to survive. He has to learn quick. That's it. And so he says, as quite rightly, he didn't want me getting ill. Um, it was, just, it was just a shame that I thought he said. <laughs> I thought he said Drink it, it tastes nice <laughs> how, how do you confuse that? <laughs> throw it over the boat I can't That's not even the same vowels That's a Throw it over the boat There's a lot of O shapes, isn't it? Throw it over the boat Drink it, it tastes nice Drink it, it tastes nice Drink it, it tastes nice <laughs> Do you know? Do you know the only way this makes sense to me? <laughs> the only- is if if is if his dad is Adam Buxton? Yeah. <laughs> the only way it makes sense to me is that often when a stranger offers you something and your parents mouth something at you, it's like take it and be a good boy, you know. Yeah, be polite, be nice. Yeah, yeah be yeah. polite. Come on, you know. So you're probably like instinct just <laughs> took over. Yeah. So. <laughs> His dad's mouthing, throw it over the boat. <laughs> and he's saying, drink it, it tastes nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, and it did taste really nice. Well, there you go. Yeah. A few days later. Rubbish. Yeah. A few days later, I started getting the shits in our house and feeling a little dodgy, as you would expect. One of the activities we wanted to do while in Luxor was visit the Valley of the Kings. Ah, yeah. this is where they're all buried, isn't it? This is mm-hmm. where Tutankhamun was discovered, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, when we arrived, my dad got a call from our neighbor at home saying the boiler had exploded. Oh. Which dulled no. my parents' mood. Uh, but after that, yeah. we had a great day looking around the tombs, and then I started to feel ill again. And to put it frankly, I shit myself in the Valley of the Kings. Because <laughs> <laughs> there isn't much more to it than that. P.S. If my sister is listening to the episode too, I'm pretty sure she also had the shits. Much love, James. I think that's an old spiritual, is it? Isn't it? I shit myself in the Valley of the Kings. Ah, like a hymn. Shit myself in the Valley of the King. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the king came down <laughs> and spoke of my bad deeds. And then uh, also yeah. like very like spiritual like. I drank that tea straight from the like a Nile tea, something drinking from the Nile. That's a very Old Testament. Also, very sassy current Twitter. I drank that tea. You heard the latest Nile tea. <laughs> I shit myself. Yes, t- drink the Nile tea. Drink yes. it. It tastes nice. You'll shit yourself. Yes. Throw it over the boat. Go to the Valley of the Kang. Yes, Kang. Valley of the Valley Queen. Valley Queens. <laughs> Drink it. It tastes nice. 
throw it over the boat. Crank it, it tastes nice. That's funny. <laughs> and what his dad's reaction was when, when he just watched his son drink it, despite what he just said. Ma- like, maintaining eye contact. <laughs> like, like we need to talk about Kevin. Like this <laughs> yeah. psycho kid. He's like, oh yeah? Oh, would that ruin your holiday for me to shit my pants? <laughs> ah, delicious. Oh, more, please. <laughs> son, throw that over the boat and just slowly, yeah. <laughs> Nodding. Chilling. That's funny. Um, uh, Carmel gets in touch. Carmo. Mm. Carmo. Carmel. 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 Like how Americans pronounce caramel. Yes, that's always confused me. Do they, they, do they spell it caramel? Or do they actually spell it caramel? I think they might even spell it caramel. Which is... And they also... They, they say... They say Craig instead of Craig, and they say Graham instead of Graham. Graham. They're in a real Graham. rush, Graham. Right, Graham. Graham. Yeah, they say Graham crackers. Graham For ages, crackers. I thought a Graham cracker was a, like a way to Graham. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I it's thought named, the same. It's named after a guy called Graham. Yeah, Graham's crackers. He sure is. Call himself <laughs> Graham. You've got to be in this business. <laughs> be, that's a good photo to have a, like... Um, the, the biscuit company. You don't have to be yeah. crackers, but it helps. Yeah, someone's got that <laughs> to <somewhere. work> here. <laughs> you um, don't have to be crackers to work here, but it helps. <laughs> so uh, they say, I guess I think she, but I don't know, so I'm going to say they. Anyway. Caramel. Yeah, who knows? Hello, beeps, which I like. Beeps, yeah. yeah. I like nice. that. Like we're Roadrunner. Yeah. Um, I wanted to share with you an unsanitary poo tale, particularly in the present circumstances. The story took place in my teens while I was at secondary school in Slough. Oof. Yeah. Slough. I shat myself in Slough. It, 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 it sounds appropriate, doesn't it? Somewhere called Slough. Yeah. I slough, I, I sloughed myself sounds like you shit your pants. You can slough off a skin. Ugh. Yeah. What's that? Sloughing off. It's like, it's like molting. Ugh. Malt. Yeah. Yuck. <clears throat> well, Carmel says, a place known for its differing poetic views of the officer's own David Brent and John Betjeman. What's John Betjeman? Uh, John, the John Betjeman poem, Come Friendly Bombs and Fall on Slough. It isn't, it isn't fit for living now, I think. Oh, nice. He basically wrote a fucking... He roasted Slough. <laughs> John Betjeman annihilates Slough. <laughs> Poet destroys Slough. <laughs> People can't believe it. Um, so they say, uh, uh, I went to a mixed school, and on this day, a boys only assembly was called. Mixed sex, okay. Ooh, is it sex ed time? And the rest of us were confused uh, as to why. So I guess maybe it is a she. Did I tell you that when we had sex ed in my school in Malaysia, all the boys were gathered into a room and a lady who had just come in for the sex ed started telling us about sex. And one of the boys said, is it possible for your testicle to explode? (laughs) And the lady said, yes. (laughs) And everyone was like, yeah, sometimes. And everyone's like, okay, guess we have to... Keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I, still, I still think back to a female nurse, like an actual nurse came in when we were all like 11. And, yeah. And I asked a question about if, if, so you know how you can have hair on your balls, right? True. Sure. I've heard, I've heard this, still waiting. Yeah. Well, you know. So, well... I, 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 knowing that you could, so did you ever have that thing where they go, are there any questions or just no one wants to ask one? So you just ask one. Yeah. Just to loosen the ketchup bottle. And get yeah. It so like eventually the awkwardness was so much that I thought, okay, I'll ask a question that I already know the answer to, which is, is it normal? Like, do you, do you grow hair on your balls? Well, that's just, that's like the sweetest story I've ever heard about you. <laughs> what a sweet, 
<laughs> lame boy. Yeah, sweet little uh, lame, lame ball hair boy. <laughs> well, it would be a shame to let this um, this opportunity for query uh, go wasted. <laughs> I don't have anything personally that I need to know, but I should probably lubricate the process for my colleagues. <laughs> Perhaps if I pitch a sort of underarm throw, as it were, we'll prime the pump for genuine query with my testicle hair question. (laughs) That is exactly the vibe. But there's a twist, Phil. That's so funny. Yeah. There's a twist. So I said, okay, is it normal to grow hair on your balls? Oh no! I said, "Do you grow? Do you grow hair on your balls?" And then uh, she said, "No." Wow! And I was like, "Hang on!" <laughs> but now you can't correct her because you'll out yourself for being. I I can't a, then a say dishonest question. I can't then say wrong because <laughs> that looks like a setup. Wrong, gotcha, <laughs> gentlemen. This woman is an imposter. That is weird. Why would she say no? Well, she said no. She said, oh, no, I don't think I've never seen it. She was very like, no, 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 no. She was very confident about it. And she was like an old, she wasn't like some young nurse who just happens to have not seen bollocks yet. She was quite old. And 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 is it- me and one of the other me and me and one of the other boys made eye contact across the assembly little assembly <laughs> room as if to go, uh oh, well this is bullshit. <laughs> and we were like eleven. We kind of looked at each other like, well, oh, all right, this is fucking weird. Uh, yeah, she just goes on to say, so if you do get a blowjob, the baby will grow inside um, the girl's mouth. So be careful. So do wear a condom. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to impregnate someone's neck. Because neck babies grow up to be criminals. Is this a thing we're not aware of? Like the older generations, like the generations older than us on the Isle of Man, all the dudes got Hollywood waxes? Like in the woods as a ritual? Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah, some all, sort of taboo uh, about having... All the, all the old dudes were in, on the Isle of Man are in porn. <laughs> all the old dudes on the Isle of Man have just got the smoothest bullies. <laughs> yeah. You can get postcards. Greetings from the Isle of Man. And then it's just a pair of like glistening smooth bollocks. <laughs> and like, uh, it's like those old style British beach postcards where it's like a happy woman in, in a big stripy sunbathing thing doing a thumbs up and pulling her glasses down a little bit <laughs> to look at the shiny bollocks. I think it just goes to show how uncomfortable people are still with such education that literally whoever is willing to do it can just go in and say whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, your testicles can explode, but they will never grow hair. Good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so this... Okay, so, so Carmel is not in the boys' assembly, right? Okay, yeah. So a boy's oh, only... Sorry, it is a girl. I, yes. Yeah. We must assume so. A boys-only assembly was called, and the rest of us were confused as to why. One of the boys' toilets in the school had been blocked off for a few days, and naturally we assumed that this was some sort of repair job or there had been a blockage. We could not have been more off the mark. Hmm. The boys emerged from the assembly and told us that shit was literally kicking off. (laughs) (laughs) The teacher had explained that he was gathering them to talk about an activity, in quotes... That had happened right. in the toilets that was deemed, quote, unfathomable. <laughs> <laughs> the activity he went on to describe was an interference with a soap dispenser. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I really hope it's not what I'm guessing. Ugh, <laughs> oh, if it is, it's beyond the pale. Well, it's unfathomable, Phil. It's unfathomable. Although I can picture it. Yeah. A group of boys had taken it upon themselves to swap the soap and replace it with their own poo. No, it was what I'd guessed. No. It is, fathom- it is fathomable. Fathomable. I did fathom it. <laughs> Wait, does fathomable mean like you can't, you can't imagine? It's unjustifiable. Uh, like fa- you can't imagine it. Fathom is, is to understand, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, well, I can't fathom okay. it. Like I can't figure it out. 
Right. So yeah, maybe I, I can't understand why you would do it. That's true. Yeah. Um, anytime anyone went to press the unit for soap, they were squirting literal shit into their hands. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's good. It's a good. It's a good gag. It's a it's a it's a powerful artistic statement. Yeah, I mean that should be in the Tate Modern, but you'd, not in a school. No, you'd win the Turner Prize. For sure, the Turner Prize. <laughs> yes, it would have to be called. Now, so she goes on. Now, this teacher had a very strong Northern Irish accent, which became more irate as his talk went on. <laughs> the phrases "How dare you!" <laughs> and "This is unbelievable!" and excrement <laughs> excrement on the walls <laughs> excrement on the walls were repeated throughout the assembly the gravity of the situation hadn't struck one of our friends during the assembly he was far more concerned with the method of how it was transported into the dispenser yeah that's true they're locked often aren't they ah yeah 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 i i i'd sort of just assumed there was a a canister a hopper if you will that they could take off from the assembly and like the assemblage and just shit in it and put it back in like 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 refilling a water cooler yeah That's but those are always sealed it. there's like a little key yeah did they wow did they push all that shit through a keyhole <laughs> or was the school naive enough to have one that you're describing that was just open thinking like well no one will ever do something unfathomable with this <laughs> There has been an unfathomable activity. Yeah, horrible. Excrement. Excrement. To this day, we are unsure of who the real poo bandits were. It has always made me slightly cautious of using soap dispensers in public toilets, especially during a pandemic. When <laughs> everyone is being encouraged to wash our hands with soap while singing happy birthday. Love the pod and your work as individual peas and buds in a pod. Um, look forward to more Pooscapades and for all I say, keep on jacking it. Okay, thank you, Carmel. Thank you very much, Carmel. Thanks, Carmel. It's true that... God, that would be a nightmare right now. You, you go in <laughs> for a little squidge of the old anti-bank and... What's this? Brown? Smelly? <laughs> oh, no. The opposite. Unfathomable. Oh, Unf this is unfathomable! <laughs> that is really, truly, truly unfathomable, to be honest. Um... So one last short email um, <laughs> from Carl with a K. Carl with a K. Yeah. Nice. Not, they don't fuck around Carl's with Ks. Carl with a C. He's going to help you with some DIY. Carl with a K. Yeah. He's going to invade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's wired Carl with a K. Yes. <laughs> so, he's a loose unit Carl with a K. So, uh, Carl with a K, this is something I'd forgotten about. He says, hello, PNP. Um, I've been enjoying the poop art since episode 40 and recently decided to go back and listen to the full archive from the beginning. Um, nice. Imagine my delight when having a... I was, imagine while deli my delight while having a sit-down wee <laughs> and listening to episode 20 when, uh, during a discussion about potentially releasing... <laughs> Doing a discussion about potentially releasing anodyne dummy episodes of the podcast. Right. So me and you were talking about the idea of us releasing episodes that were just completely like non-specific, generic. Isn't that what we do anyway? <laughs> yeah, but even more so, Phil. All right, okay. <laughs> so... During the discussion about potentially releasing anodyne, quote, dummy episodes of the podcast, Pierre uttered the phrase, So I was pooing on this jizz, right? And a big fart came. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the old ones are the best. He says, making me laugh so hard that I had squeezed out an unanticipated poo. <laughs> <laughs> We're the brown podcast. Yeah, well, there's... We the make you poo. There was that guy who shat himself in the attic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like something from a Victorian ghost story. <coughs> uh, he says, uh, sometimes pee-pee times really do turn into poo-poo times. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the unexpected movement, fellas, Koji Carl. Well, thank you, Carl, for telling the us all about that. unexpected movement. 
I like calling it an unexpected movement, like we're an avant-garde symphony. Yes, yes. We, the unexpected movement is quite a good name for a, a theatre with, with a Philip with a Philip Glass of Pooh Base podcast. <laughs> with a Philip and Ira Glass. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Are they related? I don't think so. I think they might be. Really? Oh, gosh, maybe you're right, actually. I think it was referenced. Philip Glass and Ira Glass. What What an audio-based family. They are second cousins. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Very good. Very good. Gosh. Yeah. The father of minimalism and the father of... So, we investigated. The father of minimalism and the father of podcast vocal fry. Yeah. I think it's pronounced father. 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 So, Ira Glass. Phil Glass, my cousin. <laughs> but um, thanks for the correspondence, guys. Um, one, one last plug, uh, Phil. 12th of June for the Palladium. 12th of London June at the London Palladium. Come on down. Um, and I'm still going for the rest of this week at the Soho Theatre in London. And then 7th, 8th, 9th of June. Enjoy us mm. both. Yes. Right. Live. Live. Um, have a good reopening, Podbuds. Reopen yourselves good now. Lots of love. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.